It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we are rolling into the big game, I think, is the technicality there. The the big game is happening on Sunday. It's a big game, right, Scott? Uh, It is a big game. It's uh, the biggest of them all. That's why it's such a a super experience. It it is, and it's a game. It's amazing. It's a game, yeah. (laughs) Really thrilled to have back in studio. You know, it wasn't a game when I played. It wasn't. Nah, it was life or death. It was a different deal back then. Uh, so glad we can have Scott Mitchell, former NFL quarterback, of course, co-host of the podcast Unrivaled. And uh, Scott, you've uh, you've gone through big games, and uh, you understand. So I want to look at this not from commercials, uh, not looking at advertising, not looking at all of those things, but I want to look at it first as the the deal of the big game, uh, because that's an important thing that we can all learn something from. Because we all have big moments, we all have big day, big game moments in our lives. And I think there's some real important principles and lessons to learn in that. So as you approach big games, whether it was in college or in the pros, uh, what's the mindset that uh, these players are trying to get into going into the big game? So the the whole thing is about managing your emotions because it's so, it's so like uh, exciting and you, you know, you can hardly breathe, you know, your mouth is dry, all of those things. There's a pressure of, man, I don't want to make a mistake in this, in this big moment. So it's it's trying to create as much of a normal atmosphere in mm-hmm. your head. Mm-hmm. Like it's all in your head, by the way. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Physical not, stuff's easy. Physical <laughs> is very easy. It's just to it's get out of your own way in your mind, and and you do that by just a massive amount of preparation. Mm. But there's a fine line in that too, because you can over prepare, right? Yeah. You can, you know. So it's 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 learning how to prepare in a way that quiets your mind mm. that simplifies everything and and it also calms your mind down and um there were things that i learned whether it was through just um sheer you know luck or i was taught these things about routines mm. and how important routines are and you get into a routine of so when i get into a pressure situation uh, I've, I've, I've practiced this. I've rehearsed this. I'm prepared yeah. for this. And then just see, and then it just seems normal. Love that We always talk about these players. So Zach Wilson, right. Who's yeah. a BYU player plays for the jets. Uh, and really actually, uh, Jalen hurts is even a better example because mm. Jalen, Jalen was drafted to be like Taysom Hill, right? Wasn't drafted to be their starter. Yeah. And, and the reason is his throwing motion was not very sound. Right. So when you get in pressure situations and your throwing motions, poor, uh, it's going to break down. And somebody got to him somehow because, to me, I think it's the greatest story of this entire season. And it's just a remarkable credit to him that he was able to find that flaw in his game yeah. and correct it. Oh, I, I love that. There's two critical things I want to make sure we get in that. So, so one, usually we fail not because we don't have the right strengths, but because our weaknesses become the dominant force in our behavior right so fixing that part and then opportunity always favors the prepared mind it really does and and i think what's hard is is our egos also get in the way and we think (laughs) i got it right yeah and so you're you're not willing to look at where your where your weakness is 
two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. When I played in the NFL, it was all about, you never show a sign of weakness, whether it's mentally or physically or anything, or you're toast. And that was the mantra. And, um, you know, so don't go see a psychiatrist. Don't do any of these things. Don't talk about your friends. Don't ask for help. Right? I know the directions. I know how to get there. And and it's a willingness, and I think the great players and the ones who have success mm. in football, and that carries on in all other areas, yeah. are the ones that are willing to look at where they're weak and and figuring out a way to improve that yeah. or at least minimize the damage of your weakness. Yeah. All right. I want to jump into this next one because we've been talking about this in the context of our China policy. Okay. Uh, and so we're actually going to go – China, like, is it what you have at dinner or the country? <laughs> the country. We're talking okay. about country. Got it. So we've been talking about it in the context of the art of war. Right, yeah. So strategies without tactics okay. is the slowest path to victory. Tactics without strategy is just oh. the noise before defeat. And so you got to have both strategy and tactics. Ah. So as you're going into a big game like this, clearly you're going to have a game plan and a strategy. Uh, but sometimes people get so obsessed with just the tactics of it all right. that they have no strategy. Right. Uh, and then they get wiped out. So how do you see – how do you balance those two things? What does that look like in a big game? Well, I, I you know, I, I think, again um, – it's it's understanding your opponent, right? Mm, yeah. And understanding, like, the situations of what – almost anticipating what your opponent is going to do yeah. in a lot of situations. And that go, that comes through study, but that's the part of, of the strategy. And then you you implement the tactics. And so what what you'll see – and a lot of it – a lot of tactics that get implemented in, in big games like this are things the other team hasn't seen. Like, we haven't shown you this yet, Right. So maybe it's like this super stealth secret weapon, right? We're going to bring that out for the big game. Yeah. But that in football is like a, a trick play. Yeah. And you you see, you, you know, the Philly special, right? They ran that a couple of years ago. No one had ever seen it, you know, and they're on the sideline. It's a fascinating little video. And quarterback goes, hey, how about the Philly special right here? And the coach goes, yes, do it right now. And it's something they prepared for the team hadn't seen. And it was one of those things that in a certain moment, it's almost a surefire way to gain success. Yeah, momentum. And yeah. and and it does and it just really is so demoralizing to the other team. Yeah. All right, last thing we're going to get into before the bottom of the hour here. Adjustments during the game. So, give us the balance between uh someone like a Kyle Whittingham who's going to not make a lot of adjustments. He he's so confident in the game plan, he's going to keep pounding it. Uh versus those who who maybe change their strategy too soon because like oh my gosh we're losing we gotta we gotta change everything and now they've now they're in this position of weakness uh, and then they really get wiped out so it's understanding in a situation what really happened so you run a play and it doesn't work 
Why didn't it work? Is it because they're running a defense that's it's not going to work? Or did one of our guys miss his assignment yeah. and fall down? And we know by our study that this should work. So it's a willingness to to do a quick analysis of if we do this play in the future, is there a high probability that's going to work again? And, mm. and and that's part of that kind of flow you have to have because some, some people just say, oh, that, throw it out. It didn't work didn't that work. one time. Forget yeah. about it. Why didn't it work? And And so being able to assess that and do it. Uh, but there are also – because there's some coaches that um, – uh, well, the great coaches I had empowered their players to make decisions on the field. Yeah. Instead of just saying, we're going to do it my way and we're going to do it like this no matter what. Uh, I think Lavelle Edwards used to tell this story. He said, I want – a starting quarterback got hurt, the backup goes in, I want you to run the ball three times and punt it. So they ran it and they got 20 yards. They ran it again. They got like 30 yards. They ran it down to like the five yard line. He dropped back and punted the ball out of the end zone. You know, so you you can't you have to kind of give your power your players power to recognize situations and let their instincts and what they do work. Yeah, uh, fantastic, great analysis as always. See, it always just flows into the political space and all the other things that we're dealing with. So you got some great principles there. Going into a super weekend for a big game uh, from one of the best in the business, Scott Mitchell. Uh, Scott, uh, always great to have you on the show. It's always a pleasure, boy. Uh, all right. Uh, great stuff uh, from Scott. So as you go into your super weekend with a big game on the tail end of it, uh, watch for some of those subtle things that are happening. It's not just the commercials. It's not just the score. Watch the game within the game. Watch what the coaches are doing. Watch how the players are, are moving along. Uh, there's so much of that that is in the headspace. And some great lessons and some great principles for all of us to apply, whether that's at work, whether that's in politics and government, or whether that's in our personal lives and our families. Uh, these same strategies, these same principles uh, apply. So some good lessons there. Always grateful to have Scott Mitchell in studio with us. All right, we'll step aside for some bottom of the hour news. More inside sources coming up right here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.